faith-based experience on love. Bad. 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 Life-based experience on love. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. I am your host, Badass Jones, offering personal advice and life-based experience on love, sex, relationships, intimacy, with a little Jamaican flair. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. It's a tickle to them. It's it's sitting very nicely. It's resting where it should rest. It's it's very nice. It's framing very. It's beautiful. It's a very very beautiful piece. Um, I know Seiko, you had you had let me know the significance of it. I don't know if at some point you maybe because I I would like to talk about it if that's okay. Excellent. Okay. Ah, greetings, 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 and welcome, Pum Pum Posse. Bless up yourselves. This is the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast. I, of course, am your host, AJ Badass Jones. You can find me on my social media platforms on Instagram and Twitter at the Pum Pum Chronicles pod. You can also follow my personal page, badass underscore Jones underscore. Uh, if you want to get in contact with me, you can do so in one of two ways. You can either email me at the Pum Pum Chronicles at gmail.com, or you can hit the call in line 320-270-1086. And of course, the podcast can be found on all platforms where podcasts can be streamed including but not limited to apple itunes google podcast i think i'm on amazon i think for some reason audible but i could be wrong but we're out there you know go on two links and you'll find us um so today i have the absolute pleasure the absolute pleasure of um recording with a very dynamic couple uh, this is dynamic because of their relationship, but also dynamic because this is a dynamic that I haven't um, recorded as yet. We've done a lot of talk around BDSM and kink. We've done the dynamic of Dom subs, but we have yet to have the pleasure of talking to a master and his slave. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. I'm, I'm not going to say the, the master part because that's not for me to say, but Seku, who is the master, and Major Nikki, Major Nikki, who is his slave. Welcome, 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 welcome. Big up yourselves, blessings, and all these good things. Welcome. Peace and blessings from the house of Nia. This is Seku Nia, the head of household of our family, um, also. Master to the wonderful, dutiful Major Nikki Mia, and also I have a second beta sub that is excuse me, beta slave that is not here, okay. um, but she serves the house remotely. Uh, we are based currently outside of Denver, Colorado, yet we move around the community uh, forward facing. We have both together and as individuals been presenters in our community. Uh, we have attended conferences. We are decorated with different kind of accolades and 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 measurements from the community, um, and we're happy to be here today. I'm excited yeah. to have you both. Yes, and Major Nikki, if you can. Okay, so because I I'm not, and the collar piece is absolutely beautiful, and it is not in the traditional sense of what we would see as in terms of like leather or link. So, more importantly, beg you please let the people know who you are and how you present yourself. And then, could you please talk about the beautiful collar that you're? It's it's absolutely gorgeous. Cowrie shells are my favorite. Absolutely, it's my pleasure. Again, you can just refer to me as Major. Uh, I am uh, Master Sekunia's 
alpha slave and major domo of his house, which means a major domo is one who kind of handles all of the household things, a household administrator, facilitator. I am his right hand, his his second in command, if you will. Um, and that's why we call uh, me major. So that will work. And no, so you're not. You're my first, <laughs> you're my first in I am I am in command. Yes. But he's not second to anyone else in my house. That's why that's why I make people call her major. Because she's yes. major, not minor. Big up, you know? Big up. Big up. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Master, of course. And um, so I am again his slave and major domo of his house. I have been in this particular lifestyle and have lived and identified as a slave for almost 20 years now. I think I'm about 17, 18 years um, as a slave, right? Uh, So that is my history. And as Master mentioned, we have been pervasive throughout the kink and leather community in the U.S., uh, some international stuff and more international stuff to come. And uh, just so everyone knows, you can find us on Instagram at the House of Nia and at Surrender and Mastery. So I just want to put that in there. Love it. Uh, now, uh, Master's collar that he has bestowed on me, as you can see, is a necklace made of 100 Kari shells, because I counted. And, and this represents my role and my worth to him in yes. his life. Yes, because... Um... Again, and we'll get into history and those things later, but um, a lot of you who listen to this may understand that there was a time when in many uh, cultures out throughout the diaspora that cowrie shells were used as a medium of currency. Yes. So you would see things that were, you would see people bedecked in cowrie because they, they had that weight. Um, they they had that, that those riches. So as we seek to represent our traditions, our culture, our heritage in the leather BDSM and key community, I wanted my prize to look like the prize that she made. Hey, hey. <laughs> Love that. Blessings bestowed on a, on your blessing because she's your blessing. Love it. Okay. And Master so- had also um, gifted his slave uh, several other cowering pieces. Um, I have a corset as well, oh. as well as a, a waist bead oh. that was handcrafted on the beach in Kenya uh, for me. So uh, there are more calorie shells that Master has bestowed upon me that will continue to add to, um, I'm sure, as it pleases him. <laughs> so the collar piece, do you wear that? Uh, when when do you wear it? When is it is is there an appropriate time? Because I know that typically speaking, you know, when people address themselves as being collared, let's say there is a, a leather collar or some type of collar piece that they wear twenty four seven. Do you wear your collar all the time? Yes and no. Okay. I wear this piece as it pleases, Master. Yes. And typically, those are going to be occasions where I am representing him and this house. Yes. And again, as it pleases him, even if we're going out for cigars and drinks, he says, put your collar on, right? Um, so we're not necessarily in key spaces. Right. So that's the no part. The yes part is that being collared is a state of mind. Mm. And so I'm, all, I'm always wearing my collar. I'm always okay. coupled to him. And it doesn't matter what I'm wearing or not wearing. 
it's yes it's an all the time thing i understand and and then the last aspect of it is um in bdsm collars have function and form okay right? um i like grabbing her by the neck i grab my property by the neck so once she became adorned with something that's delicate yes I don't put the delicate on the space that I'm going to be rough with. So, you know, again, as she says, um, as it pleases me, that's one thing about, and I know you're going to transition this way, so I'll mention this now. One thing about the master-slave authority-based uh, relationship structure is that the, sla- the sa- slave serves at their, uh, per their need, and they serve at the master's pleasure. Okay. So it, it fulfills the slave to serve the master. And the master is pleasured by the slave service. At any time, that could change. So it pleases me to have that bare neck skin out so I can grab it and do the things with it. Right? Okay. So that's, that, that's what's my pleasure. So yes, but the, it always always pleases me to see this this. Where it rests on her. Yes, yes, yes. See, like, like the gentle touch, them little caressing and thing. It's nice, you know. It's very, very nice. It's like you're sending you're, you're sending energy through her through the piece that you've gifted her when you touch her. It's not always right. Okay, so the most obvious question, um, Major, you said a twenty years, seventeen to twenty years, and uh, Seku, for yourself, how many years? First question. Um. Gosh, it's, it's sitting around 12, right? Roughly okay. around 12, around 2010 is when I found uh, the community. Okay. Um, but, you know, I was, I was uh, wicked in a bed since Shadow was. <laughs> so, okay. so I was always around the sexual awareness, uninhibited yes. side of the spectrum. Um, but I never found the community. I never found swing or I've never found BDSM um, until late in life and which is a wonderful thing a lot of times you'll hear people who ride motorcycle they say man I'm glad I started riding motorcycle in my 40s because if I started riding my 20s I probably would be dead Mm. it's a different appreciation I feel about about BDSM because I have more control over myself yes versus when I was wild (laughs) and just out in a street Carrying, rocking out and carrying on that. Yes, right? yes. Well, it's a different, it's a different level of appreciation, and I think that comes with time and maturity. Because when you're younger, I think for those who have a, a, a less mature mindset, what they think BDSM is is like rough play, knocking about, you know, fucking hard, and it, but that's not what it is. It's it, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, so, for both of you, respective, respectively. What made you decide or how did you come to the decision? And I know Seiko, you and I had talked about this to kind of like how it relates to culture in the Jamaican and, and, and growing up with um, that cultural background. But how did bo- I, both of you respectively decide that this particular lifestyle was for you? Not the dom sub dynamic, but specifically master slave, because it has a very different um, hierarchy. It has a very different connotation, has a very different understanding. And I believe that the rules are very different as well. But how did you decide, Like, and especially Nikki for Major, for you, how did you decide that, you know what, I want to completely submit my will to this man. I completely want to give myself over and serve this man. 
How did you both respectively come to that decision? Yes, okay, I'll begin. Uh, so one, I will say that uh, early, early 2000s, I did read a fiction book series uh, by an author named A.N. Rolliker. And okay. it's the Sleeping Beauty series. And A.N. Rolliker is actually Anne Rice, for anyone who doesn't know. Oh. And this, this book series was completely extreme, unrealistic, just really, really wild. But it was really, really hot, too. Um, so, so that sparked it early 2000, right? However, beyond that, in 2005, I actually began to read some blogs, some erotic literature on blogs, and blogs were really hot. And I happened to start following and reading these short stories by this woman about BDSM, about master-slave dynamics. And I started asking her actual questions directly. Is this actually real? Yes, it is actually real. I actually live like this and this, that, and a third. So I started talking to her. And as she determined through our interactions that I was very interested and it really resonated with some of the things that she was writing about, she actually handed me off to her husband to get further education. And this is online only. And so uh, in interfacing with him, he was an educator. Right. He had the experience. So he would point me in the direction of resources online. He would allow me to have a dialogue with him to flesh things out. He would ask me questions, which were really questions for me to be asking myself. Yes. And I will say that after about a year of interfacing and going deeper and deeper into education to the point where I was writing essays so that he could understand if I understood what the things that I was learning and reading were about. And after about a year of interfacing with these two people who lived this real time, getting the education, the resources, understanding the terms, I had a very good foundation. One day he asked me, what are you? And I immediately said slave. I've okay. never identified as anything else. From that moment? From that moment. And that was through being educated, yes. being able to self-reflect, and saying, what am I? That That is who I am, regardless of being a master. Right. So even, even if you were, let's say there, there was a, a moment where you had taken time to yourself prior to meeting master, you identified that way. At what point did you start uh, taking steps towards living, not as a lifestyle, but as you, living in your skin that way at what point did you say to yourself i i need to move forward with this does that make sense what i'm asking okay right like well once i once i once i recognize and acknowledge in myself yes that i am a slave it was from that moment on you that was your life you set yourself that way and that was the path that was it. There was still a lot of learning that I had to do. Yes. Um, I would take periods where I was more focused on learning and interacting with folks online about it and not, you know, life, you know, circumstances and cycles right. and seasons and all of that. But from that very moment on. And then I would say also in 2013 is when I began integrating that lifestyle into my daily life. 
And Seku, for you, when when did you have your awakening? When did you know? Outside of being within the BDSM lifestyle, I'm going to assume that maybe you started off on a like a dom sub, sub, you know, kind of uh, traverse that for a bit to see how it felt. Or did you know when you no, like the way I that had, I had been kicking it with this person long distance? Um, you know, I was wild out the road, man. I was I was in the DMV, so I was doing all the things. I was in all the about it. Um, shout out to uh, my Crossroads family. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> all of the spots up in Baltimore that we used to go see Metro Media and and, and, um, and Stone Love uh, and Base Odyssey when Squingy was still, still uh, uh, the, the voice you're, of You're talking old school things. They might not know. These are like old school dance hall things. They might not know the runnings. <laughs> so, you know, I was a wild guy. I was out there. I was, you know, moving around how I move around and, um, you know, young man of my stature and my age and I kind of met this person online they kind of found me and you know they were interested into some uh, unique things and it touched on the freaky in me I was freaky before I knew kink had a name right and I grew up with a lot of uh, powerful male and female uh, authority figures in my life and I was aware of uh polygamy and polyamorous kind of relationships and things of that nature. So when this person was sparking my interest, they introduced me to BDSM and in BDSM, they introduced me to things like authority-based relationships. The first authority-based relationship that I was aware of was DDLG or Daddy Dom Little Girl. Yes. Right. Mind you, this is not just a heteronormative type of thing. There's uh, mommy dom, little girl, mommy dom, little boy, um, you know, everything. But that's what I was introduced to. And I was introduced to this page that we may or may not mention because they're not paying me. So we may (laughs) not mention, we might just refer to them as that page because they're not, they're not co-signing this. So they let let them sign on as sponsors when we say their name. But anyway, that page, that online forum had a lot of information about events going on around the, the Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, a.k.a. DMV area. Okay. So I started my journey by going to events in the DMV, um, the second crucible on M Street down by Gallivet, uh, uh the studio up in Frederick, Maryland, um, Taboo up in Frederick, Maryland, Entre New down on, down on uh, 14th Street. I started going to these places and those places allowed me to find other spaces like Black Rose Society that meets down in D.C., the the Black and Kinky Munch that meets down in D.C. And a munch is a gathering of kinky folks to interact. That's what a munch is. So it's a Black and Kinky Munch. And in learning about Daddy Dom Little Girl, I knew that there was rules and there was expectations and then there was self-development to know how to best lead your little girl, quote unquote. Um, and then I learned about dominance and submission because the natural progression was with that person was that as I began, began to discover my dominance and exercise my dominance, they desired and craved to give more control. Mm-hmm. So we progressed to Dom Sub. And the dominant and submissive roles were kind of negotiated out. In that negotiation already on the onset, there was a request to give away more power to 
more authority to me. Um, so when we got to the point that it was clear that they wanted to give more authority to me, I was like, well, what is the most authority that you can give? Surrender. And I started my master slave journey at that point because I had to learn, A, what is a master? B, what should be a slave? And C, what is this really about at the core? And through um, conferences and mentorship and, and, and stewardship and fellowship, I learned about the concept of responsibility and surrender. And for me and my house and our path, that's what Master Slave is about. It's about a master who is responsible for their, their slave or slaves and a slave who is in surrender to that master that they deem worthy. Okay. Right? That's a very important point to note that is not the master that chooses his slave. Is the slave that chooses the master? It can be. It can be the masters out here chasing. See, a lot. Of, here's here's a, here's a situation. One of the times, one of the things that happen a lot in this community is people bring the same pre-entrance uh, bullshit into the community. Okay. What is the, what is the pre-entrance bullshit? The pre-entrance bullshit is like, hey, I got a game. You know what I'm saying? Right. I always had to find this on my arm. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm right. going to get out here and I'm going to jump in their ear and I'm going to, you know, spit the words that they learned here and they're going to be my slaves and they, they become collectors and cultivators and all of that other stuff. And that's great for them, no judgment. Because on the other side of all of that is somebody who needs to hear that game. Yes. Needs to hear that, um, you know, see that panache and general sequoia. You know, they want to fall for you know, the most litty person or whatever, whatever. And that's, that's okay. That's all right. For them. But the opportunity in this walk is that you can be a person that focuses on your personal journey of self-discovery. Mm. And in that personal journey of self-discovery, you can refine that which you are. And if you're on that path, you will naturally attract you know, we talk about a lot of things. Physics is one of the things, you know, you have a large, powerful mass and it will attract lesser mass that are in its periphery. Right. Um, or you have a powerful object. Um, Albert Einstein said an object in motion. Yes. Stay in motion until it meets a, a larger or faster object. Then it can stop. It can change direction or it can reverse course. That's, that's like physics, right? Yes. If I'm a powerful person and, and my major is a powerful person, she may have never met anybody that encouraged her to want to ever surrender or give up power to anybody. Sure. But if, if, if she deems me powerful enough, worthy enough, yes. possibly for the first time in her life, she may feel like, I can give you the reins to this cart because you seem like you could handle it. But before me, she was riding roughshod over everybody that ever came around. Because they weren't worthy. They might be they weren't worthy. Yeah. But they weren't worthy. So yeah. she gets to deem what's worthy. She gets to deem what's worth her releasing control. And that's why in our house, in our path, we feel as though. 
the slave chooses the master. Okay. Agency and sovereignty, an unapologetic pleasure. Major, beg your please, <laughs> inform us, help educate us on agency and sovereignty and what unapolog what unapologetic pleasure means. Sure. I will start with agency. And as Master said, uh, he believes that the slave chooses the master. Yes. Do you believe that? One who who is worthy. Absolutely, I believe that. And one of my other favorite phrases is yes and. Okay. And and master also, by way of his own path and his own mastery and his authenticity, also was able to, to deem this slave worthy mm. to be his. Yes. Because it's a partnership. Um, it has to be a partnership. So, 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 so I do believe what master says, yes, the slave chooses the master they deem worthy. Um, and they also, through their own walk, are making themselves worthy of, 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 of being adorned with that master's, master's collar, yes. being worthy of that master having full responsibility over them. Yes. Huh? So, so they have to also choose that as well. So I believe yes and with that okay we'll continue so with that being said master has deemed me worthy to have agency so typically those who think about bdsm relationships one person has all of the power all of the control all of the say so and that's it and the response is 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 yes sir right yes master yes mistress something of that nature however through my diligent and devoted service and my continual forward motion on the path of surrender, my master has deemed me worthy to have agency. Mm. And that has been demonstrated over the years of service I've served him and his house. And he has granted me agency. And what that agency means is that I am not only able to speak for myself, act for myself, but I'm also able to speak on behalf of the house and I'm able to speak and act on behalf of master himself. And he has no worries that I will uh, misrepresent, misrepresent him. Yes. She don't get out of order because she took long <laughs> enough to learn. Her path has been moving towards surrender and refinement of her own self. So yes. surrender and refinement of your own self is what's most important key. That preceded her movement and work towards surrender to me and alignment with my will. Once she is aligned with my will, my will, that yes. means not just what I say and what I do, but what I believe and what I want to see brought manifested into fruition. She can speak my voice. Yes. So now I don't have to sit and worry about she going to get out of line and say something to make me look raggedy out here in the streets. Right. At the same time, I do monitor because it pleases me to see her growth and reflection um, from a person that I met through online platforms and, and, you know, saw a kinship with the way she was stepping out from private practice into public arena. I came in from public arena. Right. So I was always public 
um, she was private and she wanted to step out into public and, and I helped facilitate that again. My worth as an individual in this community is that I had interacted with her countless times without ever speaking anything about personal interaction or anything else like that. It was just reflection on what you're doing, answering questions about other situations she's in, other dynamics she's in, never speaking as a covetous person. Mm. Right? Most people have had the sad experience in this community. They deal with these people and, you know, it's wanty, wanty, can, getty, 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 no wanty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything they want, they can't get. And everything they got, they don't, they don't, they don't want to. Appreciate. Yeah. And I never told her to leave a situation or to betray a relationship she was in. I always spoke her voice. And this is what you said that you were looking for with this partnership. Are you getting that? Yes. Oh, you are great. Keep forward. Keep forward. Keep forward. If not, this is how you might want to ask for it. Right? And that's a different thing from, girl, if that motherfucker ain't giving you what you need, you know, I got it. Exactly. Yeah, you are like spitting game in her ear, right? Right. (laughs) The game was to focus her back on herself. Yes. Which now, you know, and there's some aspects of her progression that I don't know because I didn't need to know because I didn't need to know, you know, I don't need you to bury your soul to me to be my slave. I just need you to exercise execution, which substitute the drive for perfection, right? Exercise execution, execute excellence. And then if it's not perfect, it's okay. You still execute it excellent. Now I hear her story. I'm like, oh, no wonder you, you, you saw me so favorably because it emulated your initial steps with someone making you look back at yourself yes. to develop, to see how you identify. That, that, that's exactly right. Um, that's how I got into the community as, as or this lifestyle, as I mentioned, was because I was interested and happened to thankfully um, engage and meet some people online who knew what they were talking about yes. um, and, and kind of ushered me into you need to understand and learn and, and that's where it is and this is your path. And, you know, at some point that path kind of merged into something more. And, and that's really how this started with my master here, right? It was a, a year almost. I had known him online um, and had actually uh, went to a couple of events that he was at. Uh, and, and and weekly been on. Um, there was phone-ins there was that phone-ins. were happening. We would we would converse and we would hear each other's perspectives and philosophy. She, she wouldn't speak to me because a lot of the times those phone-ins were dominated by dominance. Yes. Not not dominated by dominant voices. No, dominated by D types speaking into echo chambers. And I was one that was like, for example, sex. It wasn't very sex positive. Those conversations. They were like, you know, this isn't about sex and blah 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 blah. And a lot of times it was older dominants that were leading those conversations. Yeah. So I'm like, you don't know. You say it's not about sex because you don't work. So you know you. you you want to make it not about the, the pleasurable aspect of it because it makes it a challenge. Right. right? So when cocky don't stand up, you want to talk about everything else. Right? Right. It no longer served them. The sexual part of it no longer served them. There's no benefit of it to them at that point. But the voice they were speaking is like, this is the only way. And there right. were people 
like like major out there that not only want to serve in dominant sub uh, uh, relationships, but they want to fuck. And I'm like, yeah, but you can fuck too, though. I'm right. like, so here's the thing, you know, service is service. Sometimes service can be anything from making me a five course meal to licking my dick. Um, you know, if, if <laughs> I was I talking, that in so decently, like, <laughs> no, but it's true. I understand. And I talk different voices. I always talk because for me, dominant sub has no gender. Master yes. slave has no gender. Yes. So I would talk things like you, you want to be a great slave or submissive. Do you know how to give a pedicure? Do you know how to do a mean foot rub? Do you know how to do a manicure? Do you, let me tell you something. Can you put weave in? Cause you, 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 you want to be Right. You want to be picked by my house. I may not have need for that, but I have a major domo. Exactly. You know how to put weave in that, that puts a process that's out of house in house. It may not be for me. But I will. But it serves the house. That's yes. intangible value. If you know how to give a pedicure and got the little bubbling like we have, and the, you know, the, the little foot, foot soaker, you soak your foot. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you make yourself irreplaceable and of yes. immense value when you yes. have those kind of things. Now, people won't think of that. They're like, oh, I never thought, say, I'm a male and I want to serve you. I see how your head game is. See right. that you have to have your head right. Um, if I came to you and I was like, man, I would love to serve you. And as a potential servant, I bring to you, I have um, been to cosmetology school. I know how to give a, a manicure, a pedicure. I know how to do a gel uh, or shellac. I know how to also um, do lace front. I can also do the not to say that you need it, man, but I'm just saying these are the humble abilities that I present to you. Also, I do hand workouts every day with the tennis ball, so my hands are really strong, and I give excellent foot massages. Um, you know, after the busy day when you're out in the hills, I can rub that knot out of your foot and ankle. Would you consider taking me on as a charge and possibly letting me earn a position with you? What would you say? Would come, what form do I need for you to sign? What what line, what dotted line do I need you to sign on? Where, versus, where? versus, I come to you and I'm like, I got 11 inches of cock and I should stand up and you know, I got a strong back and you know, I just, I just want to serve you. It's like, wait a minute. That, you're me. serving yourself. You're not serving me. I'm going to frighten for cocky. Cocky, it's not in shortage. That's not serving me. Yeah. And that's what we say all the time because as a male uh, top sadistic in play sometimes where I can spank you and beat you and all the things. So when people come at me, they usually want to try and come at me pussy first. Mm. They want to come at me and they say, you know, hey, I would love to work you and ride you. Or they come at me mouth first. Oh, I would love to worship your cock and I would love to. And I'm like... You're like, like mouth is not in shortage. Pum pum na den a shortage, ma'am. You see it there? You yeah. see it there? Yeah. You see me? I'm like, I always have anything I need. Yes. I got I got three whole access 24-7. We've long negotiated that you you don't even have to be awake. If the cocky stand up, you we go ride. Exactly. Right? If you need it, it did it. Yeah, it did it. 
All, always. So to me, yes, it, it's it's being a man of 50 years on this earth. I, I take some sort of gratification from it that, yeah, I still got it. You, people still want to give it to me. At the same time, I take a much bigger disrespect from it. Mm. Because you tr- you inferring that I struggled to get pom pom. I struggled to get you know, and, and and I have one woman right right right. Yeah, and I one woman that live over there. So yeah, that's mine. They're my slaves. Yes. And why do you think pussy was invented with you, or they stopped making pussy with you? Like you're the only one that got pom pom. I'm like. Pum Pum is the last of my knees. Again, do you give foot rub? Yep. Do you know how to give pedicure? Because after she give me my manicure and my pedicure, guess what? I would love to have someone hit her up. And yep. trust me, she always got the house colors, the blue nice. black. So if you know how to do the gel and the paint, you are hot. You're top of top. Exactly. If you just know how to suck dick and fuck, Stand on the doorstep. Come on, stay outside. Stand outside. I don't even know how to eat boom boom because I'm like, that's the next thing. I like girls that like girls. Like girls. <laughs> and I yes. don't like using the, the. I don't like using these to find my porn if I can. It's in house. In house. Yes. So they come to me. They want to be mine. They want to hopscotch leapfrog over this one. And I'm like, you had to get past the other one before you get to this one, baby. This one. Right? This one on my level. This is higher level business here. And they don't want to serve under or service her. I'm like... That's not that the way it works. No, no. It is the way it works if it works for you. Go find a person that wants right. that. Right. Not in this house. Not in this house. Not in this house. Um, Major, I wanted to ask you a question about unapologetic pleasure. So... Because some people may not understand, let's let's start at a different place. Because we are black people, mm. and the terminology slave and master resonates pain for a lot of people. For you on a day-to-day basis, as Seiku's slave, as his first in command, what for you is unapologetic pleasure in your house? How do you, so what, what is a day for you where you wake up and say, these are the things that I am going to do for my master because I know this is pleasurable to him, but it pleases me. Can you give us an example of that so that people can, so the people listening can start to break down what it is that they think in terms of what the master-slave dynamic actually is? Well, with me, you know, fortunately being able to, to, to find and reveal myself to me early on, you know, so many years ago of slave. Um, I get fulfillment in service and in and as in his pleasure. And it pleases him. My service pleases him, right? Me, just me, who I am, my existence pleases him. Yes. So, so so that is something that especially as black people, we don't we don't often acknowledge or reflect on and be able to really integrate that and embody that in our lives. Stop right there for a moment. Yes, Mr. She said, for those people listening in the back that might've been doing some other shit, did you hear what she said? (laughs) She said that she is aware that her existence pleases 
Yes. Now, if you have a relationship, I don't care what you want to call it, and you could say right now that the person you're with or persons are pleased by the fact that you are just breathing. Yes. That you are moving through my space. Yes. How would that make you feel, girl? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Please. <laughs> So, so that, that's a starting point, right? Yeah. And so on a day-to-day basis, uh, getting a little bit, you know, deeper into it, my will is aligned with his will. That means that that our wants, needs, and desires are in line in such a way that, that it's hard to tell there's a difference. Oh. Okay. So what he wants, I can't not want, want what he wants. Right. Right? It's hard for me to do that. Sometimes, I mean, I have my own... Uh, likes and needs and, and desires and proclivities and all of those things. But at the end of the day, I want what he wants. Yes. Good thing about that is it's so, it's so aligned that kind of what he wants is what I want to. Yes. That's the responsibility and the surrender. The responsibility portion of it is I have responsibility. Again, if I am, if her existence pleases me, then I need to make sure she's nourished on all the fronts that are within my control and beyond my control. Yes. For example, she might want some poom poom. Well, last time I checked, I don't have some poom poom on me, <laughs> but it might it might influence my decision to have poom poom accessible for her to yes. have. Yeah. Right. The same way is if I drink bourbon, I'm blessed that she is aligned with me. She drinks bourbon too. I drink rum. She drinks rum. If she wants, if she has a desire for something other than than, than those things, for example, Cinco de Mayo was the other day. She don't ask for shit hardly ever. She don't right. really just ask for it. She said, Master, I think I would like tacos and margaritas if it pleases you. Oh, I'm I'm laying here in my robe. I'm drinking a drink, blah, blah, blah. I was like, done. Uh, Go put your shoes on. We went, we went out, got tacos. Uh, I got a a fajita salad. We went and got margarita mixed because I didn't, if she wants something. Yes. I don't want her to have to prepare that thing that she wants. Okay. I love for her to facilitate her being served the things that are her desires, the same way she serves me my desires constantly. Yes. So next thing we know, we've got margarita mix. We got some extra tequila because, you know, they don't know how the thing go. Um, <laughs> we are in the hot tub. Ah. Uh-huh. Eating tacos and margarita. The first time we've ever eaten in a hot tub. But I'm like, we're going to go on vacation. We're going to have to be right now here. Yes. With the margaritas. We got the margaritas sitting here. The, the, the Mexican food here. Cinco. I even I, me, rimmed the glasses in black salt. So that okay. we can have margaritas in black salt glasses. Because she's worth that. Yes. Some people would say that this is me serving her. So fucking what? Here's the thing. She belongs mm. to me. I do what I want. Mm. Say that shit again. Say that shit again. I want to treat her back. like I want to treat her like a queen. That's funny. I, you know what I'm thinking of. I, I treat her at times like a like a queen. Why? 
Because I'm the fucking king. I get to do what I want to do. Yep. We had someone who's not in the lifestyle who came to our house. And again, we're sitting in to be, we're blessed to be in a dungeon that is in our house. So yes. they came to our house. We have a six cigar lounge on the other side of that wall. So they had to get through the dungeon to get to. Yes. And they are very not in this community. They don't really understand. They're very religious centered. Mm. But they said, maybe I ought to let somebody beat my ass because she gets treated like a queen. And I'm like, what? I'm like, that's not what we're only about. Right. But I hear what you're saying. What you're saying is you recognize that somebody that says that they're a slave gets treated better than you. And what you say you are is a wife and you wish that you was treated like my slave. I'm like, come through, Mr. Truth. Oh. Oh. Yeah. As Master said, you know, he has the right to do whatever he wants, to treat me however he wants. And first and foremost, I am whatever he wants and needs me to be. If he needs me to be his queen, I'm his queen. If he needs me to be... Um, his slut, of course, I'm his slut. I am a slut, right? If he needs me to be his chef, I'm his chef. If he needs me to be his 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 nail tech, then I'm his nail tech. If he needs me to be his barber, I'm his barber because I do cut his hair. All of that stuff. Yes. Whatever he needs me to be and wants me to be. If we are in a quasi-vanilla space and he needs me to be his lady, his woman, his girl, then that's what I am. It doesn't change anything as as I said earlier, the necklace doesn't denote the, the, the coloring. It doesn't denote the alignment. It doesn't denote uh, the, the dynamic, the surrender. And it's not so much that master served me by indulging me in, in my desires for tacos and margaritas yes. and being in a hot tub naked, right? But he provided yes. for me. That's provision. That's yes. responsibility. He's responsible to provide yes. for me. Providing for someone is not simply monetarily. He he provided a desire. Yes. And I also provided an experience because I know my my, my slaves' history. I know the stand, and I know the, the history of black women because I was raised by one. I was raised surrounded by by many, and I know that there are many times that as women, but specifically as black women, specific, more specifically as black women in America, there's a lot of times where you want things, you have a craving for things, and no one in this world other than you gives a fuck about that. Yep. Thank but you not only have someone in your life that hears you, but facilitates it and tries to supersede the expectation, because again, I don't expect perfection. I do expect excellence and execution yes. for me to sit. We could have sat in the, in the restaurant and ate the tacos and, and drank margaritas. But for me, excellence of execution going above and beyond is yes. you off your, your slave duty in this house is over for tonight. Yes. What your slave duty is to me is to sit your ass in this warm, hot tub, drink margaritas, Eat your tacos, watch this television, and let the breeze blow on your titties. Why? Well, excuse me. Breeze blow on my titties because those titties Doesn't belong, to belong to you. <laughs> that was the expectation that I set up. Yes. So she could she could still be in service to me 
enjoying herself because that's the most important thing about this lifestyle, this this life choice, the opportunity to support someone receiving that which that they need. That feeds their most authentic self. Yes. Right? It still it still allowed you an opportunity, as you said, uh, whatever he 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 needs and wants you to be, that is what you will be. So in that moment, he needed for you to just, as he said, sit in the hot tub, enjoy your drinks, enjoy your food, and be just be exactly what he wanted you to be in that moment. That's a beautiful and as a thing. Slave, and, and as a slave, I say yes, master. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. And in terms, and that's that's pleasure. And he facilitated meeting that need or that desire while also facilitating meeting the need of me to be, you know, slave and surrendered. So I'm still following that. And he knows that that fulfills me at my core because that's my most authentic expression. Yes. Now the flip side of that is his most authentic expression is mastering and responsibility. Yes. Right. And all that comes with the provision, protection, all of that stuff, guidance, leadership, all of that stuff. So I asked him for what I wanted to allow him to provide it for me. I don't know how to make tacos. She could have. I ordered all the groceries. I I got, listen, I got got bank accounts. I could have got the margaritas. But it wasn't about that. But it wasn't about that. And had me think that it was my idea. She right. could have made tacos and been like, you know, remember, Master, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. We never talked about it. And and you wanted tacos today. And you know what? Would you like, Master, would you would you enjoy margaritas today? That's different than, yes. than allowing me. Again, she's it's an authority-based relationship. Yes. That means that she allows me the authority to make certain decisions that otherwise she would make on her own. Whether that be something over and above, like, Master, may I go to the bathroom or may I be excused? Which right. may seem tedious when you're in the house, but it's fucking sexy when you're in a room full of people. Yes. And she makes the symbol to request my attention. Yes. And I say yes, and she goes, may I please be excused to use the restroom? And I'm like, now we in a room full of people and I'm like, yes, girl, you may. How does, I, I need to know, how does that go over? Because you must encounter people who do not understand your relationship and the dynamic of your relationship. Major, if you've ever encountered somebody like, how could you be a slave to that man, girl? Like, what? We we were slaves. Our our, our great-great-grandmothers was, you know, and, and all that sort of mentality around a white master owning a Black woman. This is a very different dynamic, right? But what what has been, I guess the question I really want to ask is, have, what has been the most negative pushback to your relationship? Question one. Question one is, yes. how does it go over publicly when, when, when you have that? It goes over, um, basically over people's heads because one, um, it's natural. Uh, the the ebb and flow between us, the energy between us, it's natural and and honestly, it's very subtle mm-hmm. because people there's a respect if you, if you think about uh, much much older uh, several generations ago, 
relationships and dynamics between men and women, yes. there was still the man being the authority in the household and, and, and being uber respectful and, and being, uh, having that deference towards their man, you know, who was typically their husband or what have you was normal. Right. Into the house. Into the house. So it goes, yes. it really goes above people's heads. They think um, it's throwbacks to when men be excused from the table. Well, they right. think it's like They that. attach the negative to it and, instead of seeing it. Right. So, so there's that. And I call him master 100% of the time, no matter where we're at. And it, and, and it, and it, it drips out of my mouth so effortlessly. It really does. I was calling him boo. Right. Baby, can I go to the bathroom? Master, may I go to the bathroom? It, it, it's automatic. Yes. So they think that that's his nickname. Right. Oh, I like that though. I like that. Because like you said, it's like, it's, it's, it's as easy as, you know, someone like myself saying, hey, babe baby or whatever it flows the same way it's it's the endearment of it and and who he is to you and what he means to you right and the second question is is how do i deal with that pushback yes from from people especially if i'm especially maybe perhaps from from women of color or what have Absolutely. you um i will also say that 100 of the time we are not in spaces with people who are that close-minded um right. and and disrespectful and if they are, if they don't understand it, they know to keep their mouths closed. Because also, again, 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 what you see when we are together, how you see us interact, well, that seems to be working for her because I wish somebody would do that 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 for right. me right. Uh, because of the way he treats me. There, there's such a, a paradox to the whole situation. Be like, okay. I heard they're into that master slave stuff, but mm. they're usually looking. Once they know, if they know any background about how we live our life, they're looking for chinks in the armor. They're like, mm. yes. Let, let me see how he about to slap her in the mouth, right? Yes. Now. And I think that, sorry to cut you off, I think that that is one of the big proponents of it, that people think that it's you exercising your physical will over her in order for her to have chosen to be your slave. Like she's tied up and beaten 24 hours a day and that's why she adheres to the rules of the house. You know what I mean? I think that a lot of people think that. That's the third part of what you asked. Yes. The difference between what as a people... um, Descendants of Africans endured in this country, in the country of your origin, along the Middle Passage, um, you know, throughout the diaspora. Chattel slavery, the non-consensual abduction of Africans, and the um, systematic, uh, prolonged reprogramming, deprogramming, and creation of slaves. And I said that exactly how the fuck I meant it. Because ain't no slave ever was picked up in Africa. There was no slave that was brought to Jamaica. They used Jamaica to take Africans, kidnapped, to break them in Jamaica and and in the New World. And enslave them and then send them to the United States. Yes. We say that because that's our real history. Yes. Um, there's a difference between a person who identified as a Igbo, as an Ashanti, as a, a Maasai, and ended up enslaved in, in America, and a free 
empowered, powerful person who of their own volition, their own introspection and self-reflection have decided that a life of surrender is that which works for them. And that's what's most pleasurable to them. And then chose to be a consensual slave versus somebody who was born in America, raised up in this society, went to church in America and ended up being an actual slave Mm. under the term of wife or husband Mm. to a marriage that they really ain't happy in. That's a whole nother conversation, isn't it? Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's true. Some people have a collar around their neck. Other people just have a collar around their finger. That whole entire part, (laughs) all of that part. Okay, let's let's switch tracks for a moment because I, I would really love for us to talk about the leather and lifestyle. Um, just have at it. I don't. I don't. I don't want to ask a specific question. I want to know everything that there is to know about it. Um, how you how it was developed, how it came to fruition, why everything. You mean like our, our leather and leaf? Leather and leaf. Oh, I'm so sorry. Leather and leaf. That's all right. That's all right. Leather and leaf. Yes, so- leather and leaf. And what is the leaf? The leather component is obvious, but what is the leaf? Even though some of us will know because, you know, I'm thinking leaf might be, but what is the leaf component of it? So the one thing about our house is that we are very, uh, we work to be very inclusive. So the leaf aspect could be what you, what you smoke. Okay. We can, we can talk about the historic classical images of the fetishized view of cigarettes yep because you will see like old French paintings of people putting the cigarette out on somebody or with the cigarette extender yes. you know um, it can be uh, ganja it can be you know my, my, my slave has done um, a weed service class which was very popular yep. or very well and if, if it's something that any of those people watching this or listening to this are interested in, they can contact us and see how much it is to have us present or have her primarily present that yes. class. For me, it's cigar. Yes. And again, the cigar has a certain hyper-masculine type of historical image. It was a semblance of an upper echelon and elitist kind of um, aesthetic in the regular community. And in kink, it has a similar powerful message that it conveys, whether it's a male-identified person or a female-identified person or somebody who's non-binary along the spectrum. There's a power in that phallic symbol. Yes. So the preparation of that, the, the presentation of that, the the what kind of spirits accompany that, what kind of environment is this, is um, created to enjoy that, what type of attire the person is is enjoying it with you. That's all a pop, part of the fetishized version of it. But some people in the general cigar and cigarette and weed community, they don't understand the sex appeal of it. Yes. For example, if you smoke hookah, you smoke, you smoke ganja, uh, if your partner sits you down in a certain place and presents you with their smoking implement, whether it's a bowl or it's a hookah, or they, they ask you, what type of papers would you like tonight? Yeah. Oh, I would like rice paper tonight 
Or, or remember a certain movie they say, tonight we're going to burn songs. <laughs> I can't leave. <laughs> if they ask you that question, they ask you, oh, before I go, what would you like to enjoy to drink with? Yes. Oh, I would like a little rum. What kind of rum? Oh, oh I would like, um, not ran nephew. I don't want to burn hot tonight. I would like, I would actually like a rum cream. Do you want it in the bottle? Would you like me to prepare a rum cream for you? I okay, like I accept the bottle. Would you like anything special? Would you like a dumpling or anything to eat with that? You're, you, for one, you're wondering what what do they want? <laughs> right. What, like, do what do you want? Because this kid yes. is getting, yes. <laughs> this is getting too perfect, right? right. And, and they present it, they roll, they roll your, your spliff, you know, they roll it up. Right in front of you. Right in front of you. Oh. Perhaps kneeling in front oh. of you. Oh. Maybe naked, maybe not. How oh. dressed, whatever is pleasing to you. They roll it for you. They place it in your mouth. They light it for you. They light it for you. They catch the little fallen ash because that first little ash always come off and yes. burn you, burn your shit. So they catch that and they ask you, is there anything else you would like? You were like, well, my feet kind of hurt. Oh, well, hold on. They pull the coconut oil out. They take your shoes off and start rubbing your feet. While you're smoking, what they prepared for you and your drink is sitting next to you and your snack is sitting next to you. You know. I don't care if you're kinky or not. Because yeah. if you're kinky, it hits you a certain kind of way. If yes. you're not kinky... It still hits you. Somebody about to get... It's... it's Gabin, Stabin, Abisa, Gabin, Right, Stabin, right, right. right. Don't free the appreciation. Yes. <laughs> so this is what we do for people on the leaf side. We show them how the things that you don't expect or things that you haven't looked at can be sexy and can actually be kind of kinky. On the kink side, we kind of refl- refine your, your your perspective of how you can do it more efficient. But we bring those two communities together because the one thing unites the both communities, whether you're kinky, into leather, you know, sex positive, whatever, or you smoke cigars, people look at you. Yes. A certain kind of way. Cigars are like, oh, I don't want to be around those stinky cigars. Blah, 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 blah. I don't want to be one of them people. Them people be fucking everybody. And do, 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 do. Cigars is about pure pleasure, really. The yes. pleasure of it. There's, there's no other reason to, to buy it. You spend twenty dollars to burn it up. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's for the pure pleasure of it. Exactly. And in both of those communities, one of the, the biggest premises is, and the benefits and values of being in both of those communities is connection and engagement. Right. Yes. So whether, again, as Master said, if you are not kinky, having that connection with your partner or the person you're getting to know, that's a very intimate thing that you can enjoy. And it's even better if that person who performed that service that Master so eloquently described did not smoke weed. Mm. What does that mean? So that means that while you're smoking weed, they can enjoy that time with you instead of you go smoke your weed, I'm going to go in here and watch TV. Yes, also inside of you, you know, you know for a fact, they only doing this because it's me. Right. <laughs> if it was anybody else, they wouldn't be doing it. They wouldn't this. do it. They, right. They, they, they're here because it's me. They, they right. love me. They love me. You know, they love me. <laughs> and the last thing that unites the two groups yes. is, again, major mention, cigars can be expensive. You are upwardly mobile a lot of times, you know, mature adult 
that's into something that a lot of people aren't into. And you're yeah. probably at a point in your life where you're looking for what other things other than what we've always done can we get into? So that bridge, you know, when I start talking about an example of a regular boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, 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 husband, husband situation where they're yeah. doing those kind of things. And the way I describe it, they're like, is that what that kinky stuff is? Because if that's what that kinky stuff is, <laughs> Sign me up. Sign yeah. me up. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. Did he say he could blow the smoke on my pom pom? Right. Oh my God, I never had. Why haven't you blown tonight? You, you get that we doing that. <laughs> right. Exhale right here. I want to see how that works. <laughs> and and um, both of those communities like to experience the other and they don't know that they can. Our kinky folks who smoke cigar, do cigar play, cigar service, they're like, oh, I can go enjoy an evening at a cigar lounge, right? Right. Um, And not feel out of place. Or I can do this kinky and plain sight stuff that is, you know, very subtle but still meaningful to me and my partner. And I don't have to be at a kink event. Yes. And similarly, those in the leaf community can say, well, I'm, I'm grown and I'm sexy and I smoke cigars and I drink these five spirits. What else, you know, can I do with this? And who and, do I know that can facilitate that? And I can enjoy right. it, right? Because it's just scary. It is. Did you, did you find your community or did you create your community? Both of them. Okay. Can you touch on that? Because I, I feel like I know that I hear this like on a regular basis that like the kink community was for white people. You know, you don't really find black people that are into kink. You know, where do I go to meet other black people who are, are in the in a particular lifestyle like that? Oh, that's not something that black people do. So in finding your community and in creating your community, can you tell us about that? Both of those. Ask that same question without kink. OK. Right. Ask yourself that same question. Because a lot of times, man, this country, this country. <laughs> a lot of times, no matter if if it was race car driving, if it was right. hunting, if it was DJing, yoga. Yes. yoga, how do you find black yoga enthusiasts? Right. And you know, or do you have do you find that that community or do you create that community? Um, shit, how how long have they been? I remember my mama had an exercise bike in the seventies, right? And she was and she was weird because she had this bike that didn't go nowhere in her living room, right? Right. And I remember hearing her friends come over and they're like, "Girl, why you got that bike that don't go nowhere in the living room and you hopping up and down? Who does that?" Now we got spin bike classes, right? But that's a community that existed, right? But still, we didn't want to go to that shit. Why? Because one thing about our people, we enjoy rhythmic and, and, and musical experiences, right? Yes. So what happened when we started getting together? What, what happened when my mom and her friends that yeah. finding your mama and my mama getting together, yeah. and they're like, girl, you know what would make this nice? I could I I could ride for hours to murder she wrote by Shaka Demons and Pliers. Yeah, but let's play that. Let's play that in the background. Now we got taxi gang rhythm, taxi right. rhythm in the background. Dink, 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 dink. So yeah. we, we right in. right. So now <laughs> song, we're doing different yeah. speeds, right, right. Now, what is the normal now? 
The right. normal is the spin bike classes that people are doing ultra fast riding with hip hop beats. Why yeah. down, baby? Yeah. And that ain't even enough. Now they're doing hand claps on it. You oh, know yeah. how you but we get a hold of something and we end up taking finding the culture of the community and then we make it our own. That's what we have done with leather and leaf. Beautiful. We, we found the cigar culture, we integrated with a lot of well-known cigar people, but we still exercise our own little, you know, style. And then they kind of notice, like, I saw something like that in a place called, uh, in Atlanta. And I'm like, what kind of place? Oh, a certain little private place. Oh, was it 1763? Oh, you know that place? Oh, you know about that? Yeah. Okay. Well, we need to talk later. That's usually how the conversation goes. Right. And, and I would say, um, you know, to to hop back over the line into kink, how do you find your community? And this is something that I still espouse um, to folks is find quality people. Mm. Yes. Quality practitioners. Yes. Quality educators. Yes. Um, first, you want the quality to be there. And then second, you will you will find your your people. Yes. Regardless of what color they are, what what race, religion, culture they may be. First, find the quality people. Learn quality things first, right? And then you will find those people because that was my experience. I was introduced to this lifestyle by white folks, right? My first master was white, Mm -hmm. right? And, And through my journey on this path, I continued to seek quality people, quality education, quality understanding. And I found the black folks. Yes. Of quality. Of quality. Quality, quality. <laughs> top of top. <laughs> I did, I did, I did, I did. And one of the, the, the ingenious things about all of this is that, again, this is all a journey of personal self-discovery. Yes. So how do you find your community? First, before you go out looking for anybody else, find yourself. Because there's a lot of... Uh, unlearning and shadow work that it needs to happen in our journeys that does not deal with anyone else other than us. Yes, very true. You said on one of your previous uh, podcasts, I believe, you were talking about a situation. And one of the reasons why we've been going back for, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. And I love how you speak truth to power and you talk about unapologetic pleasure. Yes, and you were like, hmm, this, that, and the third, there was a situation and this gentleman who I no longer was going to entertain or allowed to have access to me and my being and most importantly, my body was threatening suicide. Yes. And, and, and you were like, I don't know how, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. And the position you I don't be responsible for that. You're like, I don't claim yeah. that. I mean, I'm, and I started calling you killer boom boom. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, killer boom boom. With respect, mind you. No, yes, of course. But I'm like, that is so good because, you know, listen, you got that, if you got that ill nana, you got that, that you know, lights out, that night-night keep your butthole type experience for a person, that you call that Monday. They call that the best sex I ever had in my life. And, oh, my gosh, I love you. You're made for me. No, hold on, honey. Nope. I was made for me. Yes. 
You, yes. I you have some, and apparently, you know, you like it, but, you know, if it's not working out for me... I can't stay here. You can't. So I love the fact that you empower that. We think about that all the time. We live that kind of life because this slave here, this slave here would break most masters. Hey, hey. Because they wouldn't be able to, to have the level of connectivity to be able to align with her very specific vision of her slave. Yes. And they wouldn't be consistent enough to be worthy of it. This 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 master right here. <laughs> there ain't very take time, take time, take time. <laughs> there ain't many male, female, or otherwise people who could sit next to her. Yes. None, none less replaceable. Because the the demands that I have on them about their self. Yes. The the guidance that I give them and the lack of time that I give them to internalize it and, and, and put it in action. She has refined my mastery with her excellence as a slave. She introduced something to me. I like that. I give commands. I say, hey, I, I want this, I, I want this refilled and placed on this, this counter right here. She added this because every master wants to hear, yes, master. She added in for now or always as a response. Oh. I didn't even never think about that because sometimes <laughs> I don't want to go there. So right. she has made me better and expanded my horizon at the same time, you know, iron sharpens iron. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so one other question that I definitely wanted to ask because you had made mention of your beta. How was your beta chosen? Um. So again, beta, both alpha and beta, both, both major and uh, little O, served my house when my former was still my alpha. Oh. Right? Okay. So my former and I were a title holder. What's a title holder? A title holder is somebody who represents the the community officially forward-facing for either a state, a region, or internationally, right? Um, my former and I were representatives for Colorado. And in that time, during that time, Major, who was not beta at that time, she was just someone who who was gauging whether I was worthy of giving her surrender to. In her effort to check me out, check us out, me and that person that's no longer in my life, and also show her aptitude and ability. Yes. She served us collectively. She spent time in my house. She spent time um, taking care of things for that person who was my major. Yes. Things that they could have done, maybe possibly should have done, actually should have been doing. Um, She (laughs) was doing. Right. Right. And again, this isn't a disrespect to that person. That person's moved on with their path and we wish them nothing but what they deserve out of that. But what she did is she showed her aptitude and her ability, right? 
the person that be- became beta now didn't have the ability because of the way their life is structured because of the confines of um their condition and because of realistically because of the path that they're on to move back and forth to Colorado to show me their worth to prove their worth to serve at my leisure um for their pleasure at, at that time um but what they did do they were able to move around certain segments of the country whenever i was there whenever me and the person i was with was there or whenever me major who was just serving at that time and the person i was with was there they were there they showed that they can be relied on for certain things they showed that they had a willingness to support in a, a much different way than major right and they they played similarly they 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 liked some of the um the core principles of the house of men so when the restructure came and the uh former alpha was 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 outboarded out of life and dynamic both in vanilla and king major had already proved her 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 her, her value her, her position her place and she had already surrendered to the house yes was specifically now it was it was her surrender was specifically to me as opposed to me and someone else that was there that was already predating her beta was the same way there was another person who made it about maybe is it two weeks maybe maybe two weeks they had been around and they had wanted to they, they said you know I need this I need this I need this and this is what I say I'm like the, the weight of this, this right here the weight of it is is the world because once you get the collar now the work begins and yes. to, to 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 this house the house of me and yeah meaning purpose um, so we are the house of purpose literal translation if you can't fit the purpose or you don't know what the purpose is or you yes. don't want to follow the process or you want to buck against the person who's earned a position higher than you yes. been around longer than you then this path isn't for you and it's not a it's not a demonization it's not a, a slight I'm not gonna um, give you any bad mind or what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna free you to find that which best fits the way you would like to Yes. Major, did you want to add anything to that? No, master is uh, <laughs> master. So just on a, on a purely, uh, on a level of pure love, I love the way that you look at him. The reverence in your face when you look at him and when he looks back at you, it's a powerful thing. It is a powerful, powerful thing. Ironically, that's one of the things that I say. Being next to her, when I yes. said being next to her would break a lot of people. Yes. That's one of the things that breaks. How so? All my life, I thought that that champagne poured from between my legs mm. and diamonds flew out my mouth. Right. Right. I shit platinum because I'm, you know. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, shut up, boy. Yeah, man, that's on star, boy. So when I come up and I think Nikki always talk about 
she a slut and this, that, and the third. I'm going to pull her from sake. That's what they think. So when they come to her and she's like, now she's a slut. She's like, and she's a slut that they don't know has earned agency, right? Yes. So they think that they they talking, they trying to give me fun. They trying, you know, they trying mm-hmm. to get my back. They think mm-hmm. that they don't And then they don't realize that A, nine times out of 10, I already know. And that one time I will know certainly that they're coming at her. By the time they get to the point that she is talking about whether she wants to do something with them or not, the conversation isn't about whether she wants to do things with them or not. The conversation is whether she's gotten permission Mm. to do things or not and they think that whether they got you know they got long john or they you know they can eat pussy real well whatever whatever they think that they're gonna take her from me yeah that's never it's never happening <laughs> and then they find out when it happens yes by, by the way they they undress and they undress them. Mm. oh by the way when, before um we're finished you need to call my master and say thank you. Shut up. As you're climaxing. As you come, you gotta Shut pause. Up. <laughs> True story. True story. Come, then, come, come. Unravel this big unravel the story, please. Move on, you're about this. Come. So, with that being said, although I was not officially his major or officially collared to him, even though my heart has always been collared to him. Right. Uh, we were at a leather conference and there was a, a slave there, a male identified slave who I had a nice rapport with and, and we had some energy. And so uh, I know that one of our core tenants and rules is just ask. So me and him were like, well, one, well, maybe we could do something. And we had to go ask our respective masters, right? A master that we were serving or what have you. And he went to his ma'am and I went to Master Seku and said, hey, me and slave, so-and-so, we want to go do do the thing. Yeah. And and the masters both were like, okay, yeah, well, there's some downtime. You all can you all can set a time and go um have fun. And and this master says, however, slave boy, when you when you climax. I, uh, you need to call me and thank me. Oh. And so at the appointed time that we decided, we went to the room. We had some fun. Yes. And as we were wrapping up, I had my phone. And, and he's pumping. Thank you, Master Seku. I love it. <laughs> and then, I love it. And then, and then when we were done, it was... The game. Thank you. I got to go back and see if Master needs something to drink or a cigar or something. Thank you. And the wonderful thing is, part of that is how Beta earned her service points because how was she allowed to go do whatever she needed to do? Because at that event, my Beta slave was there and she was like, she's like, she got permission from me and passed it by. She's like, girl, you got this, you got this because. And, and she's like, yeah, there's some ironing to do. And I need to do the ironing. And she was doing the ironing. And she's like, all right. And then when she came back, she was smiling. She came back in. She was like, and now again, she wasn't my slave. Yes. But what she did first when she came in was look to see what job was done on the ironing. Mind you, she just went and got some dick. Yes. 
but that was over there. I'm right. back here right. and I need to make right. sure the ironing looks good. He, she comes in like, you know, okay. you look great. You look great. Yep. That, 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 you might want that crease to look a little bit talking to the baby. Mm-hmm. So I saw her assuming that kind of responsibility and able to zone change yes. back from personal service, which is service to me because I sent her to get that service yes. to body service to me, which is personal service to me. You know what I mean? Yes. And and that would have, that's information gathering. So as a slave, right? Yes. Um, had the tasks that needed to be done, not be done uh, to master's expectations or needs, then I would know how to adjust my hat. I would yes. know one to either provide some instruction and education to make sure it's done correctly or, or, or I would make sure it was done before I went to go do the thing. And the craziest thing about what she just said is the thing that she went to do, she could have been talking about the same exact thing. Right. She could have, if, if, if she got back and I was like, I didn't like his level of enthusiasm for saying thank you, Master Sekou, while he's fucking on, on that person. Yes. She could have went back to him and been like, so next time what you're going to do is you're going to yell and scream that shit. Oh. Right? Because he didn't appreciate, Master didn't appreciate how you were right. thinking, right? Right. So she wasn't just talking about in the concept of the clothes being iron while she was gone. She's also talking about the execution of the other service that she was doing, which is going and getting that pussy beat and yes. having him show appreciation for her. Yes. To me. But that wasn't an issue because that motherfucker screamed out. Oh my goodness me. This has been such an absolute, absolute pleasure. Like I said, I feel like we could just continue talking about so many different things, but we are going to bring this to a close. Um, Seku, Major, I thank you both with the greatest appreciation for sharing yourselves, your experiences with my audience. Um, can you please, again, just let everyone know who you are, where they can find you, any events that they can participate in? Is there a way for them to join your community? Information sharing, whatever it is that you want to let everyone know, please. Yes, well, we thank you. And again, it's been wonderful. We, I, I, I personally look forward to getting together with you again at some point and just, you know, just, just I need build to come to Colorado. I need to come say hi in person. We'll soon be on the East Coast, so we move around. So if you, if you, if you are in the Leaf community, you know, I have a Sekunia, S-E-Y-K-O-U-N-I-A Instagram. I'm also the same name on Facebook. I'm the same name on that other site that with the black page and the red writing um, <laughs> that we don't mention because they don't pay yes, none of us. They don't pay nobody. Mm. Um, but my my major facilitates our surrender and mastery page on IG. Yes. It's at surrender and mastery. Um, also, she has her personal page on um uh, Instagram at uh, Sassy Nikki Nia. Yes. Um, we have some more things coming forward. Um, hell, we're doing a trip to Kenya um, for cigars and spirits. Um, but we'll talk about that if, if the people on the podcast put the yes. 
comments there and they say they want to have us back, we'll talk about that. Absolutely. Um, we do a bi-monthly, excuse me, bi-weekly leather and leaf private Zoom meeting on every other Monday. Um, and that is a space that we create for people to, whether they want to be on cam, whether they want to be off cam, um, we don't we don't require them to be clothed. We do not require you not to be engaging in wild activities. We do ask that you respect the space. Yes. You don't have judgments. You don't be disruptive. And you never have any condescending comments about yes. people who may have differing views or alignments. And for access to that, again, find us on Instagram. Find us on um, on Facebook at either the House of Nia page, yes. um, um, uh, the House of Nia, House of Nia on Instagram also. Yes, you can find that. Um, um, and again at Surrender and Mastery. And if you find Surrender and Mastery, you'll be able to answer some questions that you may or may not have. Mm-hmm. Because in the past, we we have done one-on-one counseling, we've done couples counseling. We had in this dungeon space, we would bring people out to Colorado and do trainings oh. on service, surrender, meal prep, play aspects, um, and just mindset. And you could find the book that my slave has compiled for people that are interested on in entering into um, this life path, this uh, life choice. Because I try not to say lifestyle. Style, yeah. Style, you style. Come and go. Yeah, style, style, I can't style, boy. <laughs> it sounds too come and go. Like, it sounds like the word of the of the moment. Yeah. I like life path. Life path is much better. Major? Yes. So, so as Master mentioned, if anyone is interested in how they can actually get started, a beginner's step-by-step into getting into the PDSM community and this life path, I do have a BDSM jumpstart guide. It gives you all of those things and resources, really, so that you can get your footing and you can know how to navigate spaces both on and offline. And you can get that at, again, the House of Nia on Instagram or at Surrender and Mastery on Instagram. And we will be sure to put the links below um, and it'll lead you right to it. Yes. And I will definitely, um, so Major is going to be kind enough to send all the links to me. So anyone that is interested, all you have to do is just go into the bio, click the link, and it'll take you everywhere that you need to be. Look, boy, unahati, no, Watch here, watch here, watch here, watch here. Come, take time, please. Take time, take time. (laughs) Pasi, bless up yourselves. This has been the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast. I appreciate you. As always, continue to practice your self-love and your self-care, and we will talk to you soon. Jump out a new whip, nigga. Like I'm a slave master. I pull a two zip, nigga. I'm feeling way better. 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 Jump out a new whip, nigga. Like I'm a slave master. I pull a two zip, nigga. I'm feeling way better. 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 
can ride with us. Got my jeweler ride with me. Watch this drift off this good doty. I can't provoke on these killers on Goto. Put it at 12 o'clock, smash out the script. Bitch, you for action, your bitch, you real. She gave me face on a pill off the rip. Do it for niggas who here. Do it for niggas who gone. Do it for double, he gone. Do it for double, he gone. Do it the way that we found. Do it the way that we found. Do it the way that you want. Staying true to this culture. Don't get caught trying to be your vulture. Put a pinky ring on my pinky finger. Got some BBS's in my middle finger. Fuck you, pussy niggas. All you niggas get the middle finger. I'm just kicking trillers. Jump out a new whip, nigga. Like I'm a slave master. I pull a two zip, nigga. I'm feeling way better. 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 Jump out a new whip, nigga. Like I'm a slave master. I pull a two zip, nigga. I'm feeling way better. 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 Got a barrel on you, tryna smoke one. Got a clean watch with no diamonds in it. Got a fish spout with that Molly in it. Got a Tito Cool, four choppers in it. For the Panamera, home blizzard. I'm drinking a codeine, I feel it. I'm rolling a dope and I feel it. I fuck with your hoe, she can get it. I sack on some chickens and get it. Go sell a bell in the trap. Then go put your hood on the map. Show all them bitches you care. Show all them bitches you real. I see how they watching, they imitate me. This gold AP got them fascinated. Ain't no fabrication, I'm on medication. Call Sarah, I'm infatuated. Got your old girl, she infatuated. Call me right now if you need me. I'ma try to be there. If you need me, try my best to be there if you need me. I'm keeping my word on everything. Put some aquafina on another ring. I disguise pain when I make it rain. When I hit the club and I make it rain. When I pull up, you know how I came. I got my slave master. I pull a tool to the nigga. I'm feeling way better. 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 Brooklyn Brown put us. Got my jeweler rhyme with me. Do it for double, he gone, do it for double, he gone, gone. gone.